Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast, where our mission is to help hosts share their space and live their dream. This episode is sponsored by our free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Our comprehensive Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist will take the guesswork out of what you'll need to finally get your Airbnb off the ground. You'll have the confidence to do that thing you've always wanted to do. Get started today sharing your space and living your dream by visiting our website, thanksforvisiting.me. And that's for F-O-R and signing up for your free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Again, this is free. So hurry up and get your copy today. Now on to the episode. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello, listeners. This is Sarah Karakayan, one of your co-hosts, and I am Annette Grant, and together we are... Thanks, Thanks for, for visiting. visiting. Okay, before we get into today's show, though, we have to do our, our weekly mm-hmm. hashtag STR Share Sunday, Annette. Uh-huh. Share your space, live your dream. Let's talk about today's couple. I am really excited about them. We might DM with them. They are Moon Camp Joshua Tree. Get your phone out, stat. Follow them on the gram. Their properties are amazing. Their feed is amazing. Like, I mean, Anna, unfortunately, you and I will never have a feed like this. That's not true because they're going to be friends, and we're going <laughs> to no, correct, go yeah, there that's... and have their pictures. Stop. <laughs> um, no, I mean, we have we have a great feed too with our Columbus, but Ohio background. This but this is, is special. Yeah. So check them out again. Moon Camp Joshua Tree. Let's talk about Chelsea and Eric, a husband and wife duo with a one-year-old currently, and they're based in Michigan. You guys, they're stars. They have five short-term rentals listed on Airbnb, three in Joshua Tree, two in Nashville. Wow. Can you just say wow? And they just started in 2017. I know. Just think where you can be listeners if you haven't started yet. If you just take that baby step, who knows? And I'm not saying you need to, but you you just don't know where you'll end up if you just start. So I love that Chelsea and Eric are rocking it. Now we're mm-hmm. heading into 2020. And one of the really cool things about one of their properties. Yeah, it is. It, it's in Joshua Tree. It is completely solar powered. Nah, I think it's even like off the grid. Yeah. So Sarah and I need to get there. Correct. And I don't know, just have the, our, a sleepover there. <laughs> a solar powered sleepover. <laughs> that your hashtag? I, it is. <laughs> um, but again, follow them, guys. Share your space. Live your dream. Check them out. Give them them some love and make sure you use our hashtag on Instagram and we will share you on the show. So it's hashtag STR. Remember that stands for short term rental hashtag STR share Sunday. Use it on Instagram. We are following the hashtag and we will share you. So, all right. Okay. Enough of that. Time to get to the show. Oh my gosh. I am so pumped. 
for this episode. I know we say that every single week, but it's okay. It's kind of just like when you're welcoming guests, you get really excited about every guest. You really do. I, okay. So you know how I'm a big believer in hospitality when it comes to being an Airbnb host. Like I find myself sometimes more often than not talking to potential hosts who either hire me for consultations or they're just, we're at a bar and I tell people what I do. And I, and the first words out of their mouth, maybe you're talking about all the money you can make or how many heads you can fit. And I get kind of on the defense at first. I'm just like, no, hospitality is at the core of this and and being a host and, and sharing that love of your space. And yes, living your dream will then come after you share your space and you create this memorable experience. And I'm very passionate about this. And that's why I was so excited. Well, I was waiting for my um, Airbnb collaboration to come out. We did the hashtag how to host series with them, Nick and I did. And while I was waiting for that to come out, I was on Airbnb's blog and I was reading about this gentleman, uh, Joseph Michelli, who w- wrote a book called The Airbnb Way. And Airbnb w- was, they were telling us about him. And I noticed his book came out October of 2019. I was like, wait, Annette, he, I, I, we'll get him on the show so he can talk about his book. And so Joseph said, yes, you guys, he's here today on the show. And Annette and I are so excited. He's an internationally sought after speaker, author, and organizational consultant who transfers his knowledge of, of exceptional business practices in ways that develop joyful and productive workplaces with a focus on customer experience. And I, I, I don't think there's a mistake that joyful comes first and then productive. His insights encourage leaders and frontline workers to grow and invest passionately in all aspects of their lives. Joseph's latest book, The Airbnb Way, delivers proven methods for increasing customer engagement, loyalty, and referrals that can be utilized in every service setting and in any industry. The Airbnb Way is an unprecedented inside look at how Airbnb and its host community create dynamic customer experiences and build brand loyalty in the sharing economy. The Airbnb Way includes exclusive interviews with Airbnb leaders and rich stories from hosts and guests. You know Annette and I are all about putting our guests first and provide them with unparalleled customer service. Well, Joseph Michelli dives deep, showing readers how to provide such services. Praise for the Airbnb way is coming from readers all over the world, including thought leaders such as Michael E. Gerber, the New York Times bestselling author of The E-Myth, and Tony Shea, CEO of Zappos and New York Times bestselling author of Delivering Happiness. So Annette and I welcome you to the show, Joseph. We are so excited to have you here. All right, Joseph, let's just dive right into it. How is Airbnb disrupting the hospitality industry. In a course of 10 years, the world of hospitality has changed so much that the Ritz-Carlton, which is part of the Marriott family, is worth maybe about $42 billion in, in the totality of Marriott. And the valuations of Airbnb are coming in around $31 to $38 billion. So how did this happen when Marriott owns all these properties, including the Ritz-Carlton, and now we've got this phenomenon called Airbnb, which really has just harnessed the truth that's been around for time immemorial, which is that people share spaces with other human beings and it works out. So that's kind of why I did it. I just thought it was a, the 21st century version of hospitality. And what are your thoughts on what it's become like as of like today? I, one of my favorite uh, uh, parts of your book is that um, you, it's the beginning too, but 350 people per minute are checking into an Airbnb at the moment that you were writing you know, that, that part of the book. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that the way people are traveling and living and staying is continuously changing even still right now? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, I think most of us know it was the smartphone. Uh, you know, it was the smartphone. It was the smartphone. Um, you know, at some fundamental level, consumer behavior shifted, not only in travel, but in almost every sector of the economy. And so as it shifted, some smart people, call them people at Uber, call them people at Airbnb, <laughs> decided that they needed to make a platform that created a market place using this technology. And they have harnessed this technology along with some other cool social trends that have been happening. And there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. This will continue. If anything, they'll get more competitors from the traditional brick and mortar hotel space. Uh, But all in all, I think we're in a time when people will continue to seek out off the grid, magical end-to-end travel experiences. And how do you think Airbnb created the success it did in the home sharing sector beyond the fact that we all have smartphones and, and we're able to leverage their technology. But why do you think people staying in... I mean, from staying in a bedroom down the hall from the homeowner down to the, the Airbnbs that are in trees in the middle of nowhere that are off the grid? Like, what, what is that? And, and, and how has Airbnb you know, grown to the successful brand that it is today? Well, in the book, I briefly, you know, talk about the notion that they shouldn't have been like VRBO should have been positioned just to clear them out, right? Like they already had a corner of this market. They had mostly the vacation rental, as evidenced by the name, uh, the vacation market. But what if they had thought about not just having vacation rentals, but being able to position people in, you know, urban settings or suburban settings that are not highly trafficked, not right around the convention center? What if they'd have positioned that? It probably would have done better for it. I think with some stumbles early on, Airbnb figured it out that they better take care of the hosts. This is a supply-demand world. There's going to be demand if you create enough variety and if you have a price range from castles to teepees, right? There's going to be demand, lots of demand. The question is, are you going to get people who are willing to fill that demand by leveraging this asset called their home or their vacation property or the room next door? Uh, Are you going to be able to convince them that this is a worthwhile endeavor and that they should engage with the brand to make it possible? Then I think, you know, making sure that there was some safety for you in terms of property damage, making sure that the price point that it costs you to conduct business is low enough lower than what it would cost you probably to you know, process your own credit cards if you did that independently and then you try to do your own marketing and you tried to attract a, you know, a crowd to your parade. I think they've given all of that infrastructure around the host so that the host could do what they wanted to do, which is leverage their property to create connections through their space. What is the most surprising thing you've learned from all of the research you did to create this book? What kind of stood out the most as the most important takeaway that uh, for for you, I'm sure there's others for readers, but for you that you maybe weren't expecting to find. So I think you would expect me to say this on your podcast, right? But, But I'm saying it everywhere, not to just host communities like the one you serve in this audience. I think the hosts are far cooler people than I ever realized, right? <laughs> From a global phenomena, talking to hosts around the world made me better as a human being. It made my team better as human beings. You know, as much as I like to think, and, and one of our corporate values is optimism, uh, we think of a very positive, wonderful world out there. Man, the hosts we talked to believed in people you know, suppressed any of the messaging in the society about stranger danger. They looked for ways to improve the quality of the lives that they served in ways that were inspiring and crazy cool. And we got to tell their stories, which was a privilege beyond measure. Can Joseph, can we talk a little bit about, I think specifically our crowd, um, they're, they're, you know, we're 
we're part of this larger brand, Airbnb, but then we're our own personal brands. And sometimes that might be one room or one apartment, or maybe you have several Airbnbs. But can we talk about building your own brand within the Airbnb brand? Do you think that's happening? And, and how can we harness the power of a larger brand to build our own? Okay, so that's a super cool question. And let me, you know, because I I try to take it on in the book and there's so much we're trying to do in the book that it's kind of in there somewhere. But, you know, the key message here is Airbnb wants anybody to use the platform to think of Airbnb as a good place to come to, to find this marketplace. And they hope that people like yourselves, the hosts, will deliver an experience that will be flattering back onto the platform. Thus, people will come back to it the next time. So their desired experience at a brand level is to belong anywhere or create a world where you know, anyone can belong anywhere if you want the longer version. So that's the macro brand. And if you deliver that and you get five-star ratings and you're doing all of those things, uh, you're going to get you know, easier access to traffic through the AI of the website that, that makes you more prominent at search. But beyond that, there are, there's your brand inside of that macro umbrella. And your brand could be very different than a host down the street. Uh, and it really depends on what you want people to feel as a result of their stay. So if Airbnb wants people to feel that they belong anywhere, what do you want people to feel? And in the book, we had some really interesting variations on that. We had hosts that wanted people to feel a nostalgic callback to nature. You know, they've got, a, they've got an Airbnb in a corn silo that they've converted in the middle of Missouri. And from the moment you arrive, they've got animals greeting you. Uh, they have homemade lemonade. The, the thematics, the sonography of the whole thing are in keeping with this nostalgic. You're coming from St. Louis, but your family used to be on the farm and you want your kids. That's the feeling they want people to leave. Like, wow, this, you know, this, this rural life is, is pretty fabulous, right? And so they're trying to create that nostalgic connection to the land. And then we had other hosts who had very different agendas in the way they were trying to create an experience. One that was very eco-conscious and you know, very um, you know, focused on reducing your waste and your carbon footprint. And that was messaged all through their brand. Um, I think it's so important that you know who you are, that you claim that, and then you try to design the human process and technology experiences within your home uh, to make that come through for that visitor. I love that you mentioned at the beginning that you worked with a large, luxurious hotel brand, and you were talking about serving beer in bottles because I too come from the hotel industry, and it was a luxury hotel in New York. And I remember very well pouring glasses of bottles of beer into the chilled glass before I presented it to my guest. And I want to ask you this question because I know you are like the hospitality guy, and. I, I talk to so many people who want to start Airbnbs and they want to get in on the Airbnb thing, but I don't quite think they understand what it actually is at its core. And I want you to speak to our listeners about what could happen if the hospitality aspect of being a host is taken away from a guest's experience staying at an Airbnb. Like what happens if... I love your one chapter, Think Magical and Memorable. What happens if that's not there? Well, then you become a transaction and it's just a matter of price. And over time, 
you are as good as the clerk at the Holiday Inn. You know, I mean, it's at the end of the day, this is a privilege to let people share your space. It's also extremely hard work. And just like the hospitality industry, 365 days a year, 24-7 kind of coverage, you know, the beauty of the Airbnb, you can take these properties on or off the market. You know, you don't have to keep your hotel open all, all through the year. But, but there is the time that you are at work and you're creating the space for people. It, it is hard work. And so unless you have a heart for trying to do more than just exchange room keys or access codes for money on a web platform... This is really, I mean, I think you're missing the great opportunity of hospitality, which is, as you guys so famously say as part of your, your podcast language, hosting with heart, someone like Chip Conley would say, you know, hospitality is service with heart. It is all of the operational excellence elements of service, but it's also caring about as much as caring for the people that come into your space. Uh, they just... So many beautiful things that you just said, but a reminder, like Sarah and I talk all the time, and this isn't even something I don't think that most hosts, you know, when you dig down deep, there's this elevated reciprocity of like, it feels so good when someone is in your space celebrating a birthday anniversary or heck, just a weekend away. The feeling that I get knowing that they're doing that, it's irreplaceable. It's it's very interesting. Like that's a side effect I was not anticipating uh, past some of the financial <laughs> gain. But that like I love when a guest tells me like exactly why they're coming to town, and like I get excited for their trip. And you know, not jealous. I'm like, oh yes, I'm so glad they're they're going to be doing that activity or celebrating that with me. I feel like I'm a part of it. Yeah, and if you think about. Christmas or holiday gift giving or whatever. I mean, oftentimes the greatest part of giving the gift is the excitement you have about somebody receiving it, right? Like that that moment of, yeah, how cool is this going to be when they open it? And I think that many people are, are there available for you to gift something to them. And it doesn't have to be a physical gift. It can often just be your attentiveness uh, or a kind comment. And, you know, we have stories in the book of people, you know, literally hosts who are part of wedding proposals with their guests, year after year guests who have come to think of this place as the place they most want to be to celebrate this special moment in their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I never imagined had I been given the the privilege, I like how you said that, to have people stay in my spaces, that I, I get to be kind of the navigator in in how they how their weekend is going to go, how their week is going to go, and how that special event, if they're there for a special event, is going to go. So thank you for... Because it's just one of my passions is to... you know, When people come to me and they say all the wrong things about what they think Airbnb is going to be for them. And just remind our listeners that this is a lot of hard work and, and hospitality needs to be at the core of, of what they do. But I want to also pick your brain, Joseph, on... I don't want potential host, because a lot of our listeners are kind of just feeling out what it would mean to be a host. I don't want them to feel like they have to be like every other host they hear about or their rental doesn't have to look like the one next door or down the street. So what would you say to potential hosts or even current hosts, they feel like their space isn't like the person's down the street or maybe it's not good enough or is it is it hotel-like enough? What would you say to people who have those those fears or trepidations? Airbnb exists because people don't want hotel-like enough. You know, um, 
you know, in those days when working with the Ritz Carlton, every, you know, every hotel room was 350 square feet. It was supposed to look just like the other hotel room. You know, if there were surprises, the traveler didn't want them. You know, that was nine, you know, that was, that was 2008 people, you know, right now I want to experience the nuances of someone's home. I want someone, their quirky idiosyncrasies to be present because it's part of the story I can tell about my connection to another human being. And goodness knows we are story tellers uh, through now mostly social media, but we are telling the stories of our life. Please give me a story of something that is uniquely different to tell my, my group, my tribe uh, through the experience with you and let it be authentic to who you are. There is a whole bunch of people like you wanting to stay in your space. So I wouldn't let that get in your way. And even the messages about work. I mean, I think if you're on purposeful activity, it doesn't feel like work. And for me, there is a fewer higher purposes than being in service to other people. And in the book, you'll see all kinds of examples where someone gets sick at an Airbnb and we have hosts, you know, take them to the emergency room, you know, yeah, that's a little hard work. But I'll tell you, those hosts reflect back on those moments and say, I'm so honored that I was able to speak to his wife while he was in the emergency room and make sure they were all okay. Um, It was really a pretty amazingly cool thing to have been a part of. It's kind of like we're just we're we're creating communities too. You you ask people whether they stay in a hotel or an Airbnb, and I think a lot of people it really depends on why they're traveling. But those who have experienced the magic of Airbnb stays, I think now are part of this community of like, isn't life now so cool? You can go into someone's home or someone's cabin that they built or their or their boathouse or whatever it is that they're sharing with the world, and now we become this community. But my next question for you is, you know, sometimes I feel Airbnb can, like anything else, can get bad press because something happens like it does in every industry. Uh, how can we be better community members, not only within people who understand Airbnb, but with, what, have, what have you learned speaking to hosts all over the world about how we can get other people to understand who we are and why we're doing what we're doing? Well, yeah, and we're we're you know recording this in the in the eve of terrible things that have happened at an Airbnb in California, right? And so right. Uh, it's not unusual for me to, to get say, "All oh, right, you've written a book about Airbnb way, and now look at all the terrible things that are happening." But the truth of those situations are what that that it's no one can keep you a hundred percent safe, right? Anywhere in the world, they can't do it at a high school, unfortunately, or a grade school. We can't do it from a hotel room looking down into a concert venue. It just is impossible. When I get into my next Uber, my Uber driver could, you know, just have some pernicious intent and drive right across the lane into somebody, right? It's all possible. The reality is, is that if we are responsible in the use of our properties to our neighbors, if we're hosts, and if we're guests, if we're responsible to our host, then this is great. It's only those rare exceptions of human beings hell-bent on destruction that make for a bad name. And then they you know, people look for something, you know, I think fundamentally be authentic and honest about what your property is, police bad behavior, build good relationships with your neighbors, um, you know, be, you know, if guests are irresponsible, take swift action in accord with the, the platform to be able to get them removed from the property for the safety of yourself and others. But these are so rare that if we spend our time focused on this, then we will do no good in the world and we'll just lock all of our doors and not communicate with each other. And I know um, a little earlier in our discussion, you, talk, you touched on you know the technology and how smartphones have contributed to the popularity of not only Airbnb, 
Uber, etc. But what are some overarching, you know, social factors that you think have contributed to this popularity? Because again, stranger danger, you would think we would become with our smartphones more siloed and not sharing our space. Can you talk about those social factors and and why it's helping Airbnb and sharing sharing platforms grow? Yeah, you think about it though, we also rely on absolute strangers to make ratings of something and then we rely on their ratings to buy something on Amazon. <laughs> right, right. There's this weird kind of concept like we can't trust strangers, but oh, please let the strangers tell me because they're more authentic to a message than the people who have a vested, seemingly vested interest in it. So there's a lot of conflict, I think, about the view of strangers. I do think there's been some efforts in the design of the platform to design for safety. And I talk about it in the book. And I think if you haven't seen Joe Gebbia's TED Talk, it's worth seeing on how to design for safety. I think he really articulates, let's create some pre-conversation if possible through the platform, some dialogue with the guests, whether you instant book or you know, you're, you're actually having that dialogue to determine whether you're going to accept a booking. Just have some dialogue. Uh, any kind of small talk makes it so that we're not feeling like we're walking into a room that's owned by the Marriott, right? So it, it enables us to have a sense of, of some social interaction, albeit virtual. Um, and then I think beyond that, some of the other trends that are going on is the repurposing reuse trending of millennials. You know, you don't need to buy a prom dress. You can you can repurpose somebody else's prom dress today. It's perfectly okay. We don't need to build another hotel across from a hotel anymore. There are plenty of existing buildings we could use. We can use someone's car if they're wanting to drive us somewhere and not have to, you know, hire someone else or buy a car. Um, so yeah, I think you're you're seeing some social trends regarding repurpose reuse, which fits in very nicely. I also think there's some social empowerment opportunities. You know, the economic impact for seniors, the economic impact for women in the Airbnb platform is so well documented that I think you'd be hard pressed not to say that that there's trends toward empowerment uh, for groups of people who have been disenfranchised to leverage the one thing they might have some possession of finally, and that's their house, in order to keep that house or protect themselves from some kind of housing insecurity. Mm. That. Like Sarah and I are nodding our heads like ferociously right now because what you just said, the empowerment that the platform gives, you know, our tagline is share your space, live your dream. And that dream can be whatever it is. Is it, you know, keeping your home or helping send your kid to college or just fueling your passion or your other travels? And I think that's that it's allowing people to be entrepreneurs that maybe didn't have that uh, previously via the technology. And despite all the narratives, the negative sides of the media might project, you know, the fastest growing host group is senior women. That speaks a lot, right? And they're also one of the most popular host groups out there in terms of the way people receive them in the platform. Oh, we love that. And I know you, you spoke with a lot of hosts. Is there some underlying theme that you found speaking to everybody? Like, is there like a message you kept hearing over and over again? Is there, what, what was that for you that you're like, okay, this is at the core of, of what this is? Yeah, most of the people that we talked to as hosts, most of them did not start off thinking they were going to do some kind of big hospitality thing. <laughs> they thought they were going to make some spare money on the side, some cha-ching uh, with this spare space. Um, and as they got into it, it uh, wasn't too long into it that they realized that this was a, a way to build connections with other human beings in a world that is very split, broken, splintered. They could create a safe place that was a positive, uplifting experience for people. Not a lot of politics, not a lot of drama, just a loving space 
uh, and a few loving touches that created a community and, a, and, and, and created the commonality of humanity as opposed to the, you know, the distinctions we often hear about. What can hosts learn from the book? Like, why should every one of our listeners have your book on their bookshelf, maybe even in their Airbnbs? I think that would be like a really great thing to have. But what do you think they can learn um, from your book and take to their business to an even greater level of success, whether that's financially or just for themselves? Well, one reason everybody should buy it is because I do have grandchildren. It'd be nice to help them go to college. <laughs> but, you know that that notwithstanding that aside, right? Notwithstanding, for a, from their perspective, I think probably some of the value that I would hope. I mean, my intention every day, every time I do one of these, is to be writing for a small business owner. That's what I write for. I think of a dry cleaner who might get something out of the book, you know, or I think in this case, a lot of other hosts because. You know, you're, the experts in this are not me or my team. We definitely have expertise in customer experience design, and lots of companies have been kind enough to entrust us to help them. But, but really, the experts in this were Airbnb hosts, and we just framed it through the lens of, of our work. Um, I would hope that they would walk away with some very basic understanding of what is service and what do you need to do to execute service effectively. Uh, what is that elevated or enlightened service? How do you have to read the invisible signs of your guests to be able to know what will make the difference between a good stay and a great stay? I would hope that at some fundamental level, they'd understand kind of what Airbnb is trying to do and where whether you want to completely embrace it or not, you might be able to pick up elements of what they're trying to do to create a brand that you can then apply specifically to your brand. And then last but not least, I hope that they will be able to use the book to foster a legacy where they look back at their life and they say, you know, I made a lot of money on Airbnb, but you know what really happened is I did some really amazing things and I left the world a better place thanks to my service professionalism. Oh, I like I, amen. I think we might have to kind of like start to wrap up the show with that because the legacy piece is a hit home. It, yeah, it really does. And I, I, I want to leave our listeners with that as your phrase, but we want to talk to them a little bit about the book and you have a giveaway going on right now. Yeah. So yeah. listeners, it's called the Airbnb Way Book Trip Giveaway. So could you tell our listeners what this is? And actually, if you're listening to this episode, the week it came out or even a week or so later, you can enter to win. So Joseph, what is this and why are you doing this? Yeah, through December 16th, people can register. And I, you know, I just really wanted to get the, as many eyes as possible on this book because I really think we should be celebrating hosts. Uh, so I want as many people to see it as possible. So here it is. It's really simple. Uh, it's a, a multi-day trip to San Francisco. I don't have exact details. I think it's probably about four days and three nights in San Francisco. There is a tour of Airbnb headquarters included. So uh, they meet the comm team over at Airbnb will take you through a really fabulously cool building uh, where they emulate a lot of host locations, by the way, in their physical structure. So um, yeah, so I, we're flying anybody from the continental United States to uh, San Francisco. Uh, Airbnb stay will be included. Uh, and then you'll get to, to tour headquarters. And you can do that by going to the website, which is airbnbway.com, just airbnbway.com. And uh, once you hit the website, you can enter to win. There is no purchase necessary. So you don't have to buy the book. You can enter just uh, because you're interested. And then there is some information on that site if you want to click a link to purchase the book that's also available through the site. And Joseph, where can our listeners get more of you? Where can they find you online besides just the 
Airbnb way book. Well, I'm disgustingly available everywhere. On the- <laughs> <laughs> we, we like that. We're not bad. But, but probably the easiest way is just to go to my website, which is J-O-S-E-P-H, Joseph, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-I.com. And from there, you can see my blog and my podcast each week. And uh, you can learn more about me and I'm sure uh, find links to things that we're doing through Twitter as well. I love that. And also listeners, if you're listening close to the time that this episode is going to be going live, which is on November 28th, 2019. Annette and I, Joseph has graciously allowed us to give away one of his books. So we'll be doing that via Instagram. So check out our Instagram. We are at thanks for visiting underscore. And we are going to partner up with Joseph, give away a book, get it in your hands, maybe leave it for your Airbnb guests to enjoy it once you do whatever you want. But Joseph, Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for writing your book and highlighting hosts and what it means to be a host and and for making hospitality and creating magical and memorable experiences a part of of the content. Um, We just really appreciate you and all that you've done. So in my ending, would you say thanks for allowing me to visit? (laughs) There you go. for hosting on behalf of hosts. Very on brand. Thank you, Jason. Joseph, we appreciate it. But yeah, I think this is a true testament to what the community is at Airbnb way like we're here on a friday afternoon getting to chat and like have really great conversation about this platform and i think it's just it's it's the ripple effect no one ever anticipated it's truly amazing so amen thanks very much yes all right listeners i'm sarah i'm annette and we are thanks Thanks for visiting we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening to the thanks for visiting podcast Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. So we've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.